you know, how horrific it would be if the person you love died and then an alien showed up wearing their skin. And I am Gabe, and we and are we, the ghouls the next door. Next door! Talking about spooky stuff and really sad stuff. Yes. <laughs> Look at us do it. We are so good at say words. <laughs> yes. We are so human. Yep, def- definitely human. Very human in our ways and behaviors. Look at... My face is getting used to smiles. But we are the Girls Next Door, a media literacy show from Horror Lens, where we explore the real life historical, psychological, emotional reasonings behind our cinematic fears. And today's episode, as part of our Tainted Love series, has us asking, you know, how horrific it would be if the person you love died and then an alien showed up wearing their skin yeah pretty sad yeah like big sad uh and then also like there was so much comedy in it as well but that also like kind of made it like oh why i don't Mm want to laugh right now yeah we're all dealing with this thing that we're like oh it was like heavy and funny it was a fun fun film i think it did it good yeah I think it's, 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 so we're talking about I'm Totally Fine, which is, um, you know, I haven't heard too much buzz about it, which is really sad because it is a very good film. <laughs> mm-hmm. It is very funny. Um, and like I said, it's very sad. It's has its very tender moments that have you just thinking about people you might have lost or what you would do if you lost someone um, has us, you know, exploring grief in a very specific way. And, um, you know, is is also very funny and creative and like yeah. just unique and and I think it the biggest part of it is like the actors who are playing it really bringing it to life like they had you know you know contributed to the script and so that really helps mm. um with that because <laughs> oof it is some heavy heavy stuff yeah and like most of the way through it you're like questioning too like how reliable is the narrator you think that they are because it just like seems like oh that was a really weird ride if that's how you process grief uh but also like you are kind of wondering like huh there's like little signs here and there that like what if it's all just like this kind of grief ghost situation that we've talked about before on the show where it's just mm-hmm. like you're still processing so you're still seeing and like dealing with uh, this loss but in this way that's like really unique to that character if that was all just like a dream of sorts yeah yeah i you know we all go through it our in the ways that make sense to us and mm-hmm. in that like being forced into such a peculiar situation is the only way maybe she would have you know addressed (laughs) some of those issues which is totally fair um and so i totally get that and yeah i found i found this film actually from natalie morales uh uh natalie morales her tiktok (laughs) because she had like a um she did an interview and someone translated that interview and then fed it through like another translation or like an ai thing and then it came back and it was like really weird i sent it to you it sounded very clickbaity 
Um, I believe you that you sent it to me, but my <laughs> memory is a void. <laughs> totally fair. Totally fair. Um, it, yeah, it was just like a very funny interview because it was just like, it's already a very ridiculous script because she plays an alien in it. So mm-hmm. <laughs> the questions are just like totally out of out of the box and very mm-hmm. silly. Um, and I was like, so what is this? And then I found the film and here we are. Yeah, it was a really good film. It got me and Isaiah too, like, because he came down like halfway through the film and like came in for like one of those like rare heavy moments in it. Mm-hmm. And we were both just like, oh no, yeah. <laughs> and he was like, this film's good. I'm going to watch it <laughs> later when, uh, since I was already like three fourths of the way through. Um, yeah. But yeah, it's like, especially for if you're going through grief right now, it's a good film to kind of just like, face those emotions uh mm-hmm. yeah so I, I think it achieved whatever its goal was in that regard yeah yeah like um like the premise is that this person lost their best friend from like childhood and that's something that I identify like super intensely with so mm-hmm. it was something where I was just like oh boy like I know exactly what that's like like to a degree like we didn't start up our own like soda company or whatever but yeah <laughs> I did have this person that meant a lot to me and was gone unexpectedly and it's such a unique like experience um that really stays with you and can impact and in like influence a lot of decisions that you make and the way that you handle other situations mm-hmm. and so um I was really thankful for like as funny as it was it never felt rude right like it was Mm -hmm. never like making fun of grief it was never you know making fun of people going through grief and it also wasn't very heavy-handed either like it wasn't like this is about grief we're gonna be like a horror movie and be depressed about it it was like like kind of sweet moments of sadness Mm -hmm. if that makes sense yeah it looked in its eyes and it was like it's sad but also you have to like find levity in those moments too in a way that it was like it it felt like people who wrote it had gone through something similar or this exactly uh that it was like a kind of healing piece of Mm -hmm. art that they created in some way yeah because I think it's like yeah it is really sad to lose someone but isn't it amazing that you had someone that you cared so much for that Mm -hmm. you could feel this like isn't our emotions amazing (laughs) like isn't that so not cool but just like profound that we have them and we experience them in this very unique way and um you know that is a lot right just being you know in there and uh experiencing it that way yeah I mean that's like the beauty of being alive I guess it's just like having the capacity to feel things and be sad and I don't know just like feel in that really real and authentic way beautiful existence (laughs) you know it's the whole point of being here exactly to exist and you know we're here for a good time not a long time (laughs) in all our different ways right yeah Uh, so yeah um well why don't I hop in uh this may end up being a rather uh short (laughs) episode um just because it's pretty a pretty precise film there's not a lot to really mess around with um yeah well as the title says it's totally fine you know 
So it's like one <laughs> phrase off of what the title is. Exactly. Um, so <laughs> I'm Totally Fine is from 2022, last year. And it is about Vanessa, a woman in mourning, takes a solo trip to clear her head after the death of her friend. But her self-care vacation plans change when she's met with an out-of-this-world situation. It's directed by Brandon Dermer and written by Alicia Ketri. Um, and their kind of collaboration on this is really what made it as special as it is, I think. Mm. Um, them bringing in these different uh, experiences and just bringing it to life. And then also the contribution of the actors, um, mm -hmm. Jillian Bell and Natalie Morales. So um, what I'm Totally Fine is a really charming, simple film that explores grief, anxiety, and the weight of unresolved loss. And um, in it, we see Vanessa as she travels to a remote house for what was meant to be a celebration. Her and her best friend, Jennifer, had successfully secured a distribution deal for their organic soda that they had made together. Only hmm. the day has taken a sour turn because Vanessa is alone and Jennifer is no longer with us. And only, um, and she like, you know, bumbles about struggling through the fog and lethargy of loss while trying to cancel the party. Mm -hmm. um, it's kind of that like, like, you know, like you have these responsibilities and she's really trying to push to get to those. Um, but you're also just like, you don't want to move. Like you don't want to do because mm -hmm. then it's like final, right? Like having to cancel this party means that's real. Jennifer's yeah. gone, you know? Mm -hmm. um, and so She's struggling to cancel this party only to be told that she can't because she missed the deadline for cancellation and she is required to have a party, which is absurd. It's such a great opening scene. It is a very funny film. Like I, I thought it was going to be silly and it definitely is, but there are some truly just like absurd moments that I think uh, the acting is what really drives it home. Um, so fun. And um, so Vanessa parties alone. She pushes down her complicated emotions, a feeling of true loss paired with disappointment, resentment, and a sense of unfairness, um, which she kind of explores throughout the film. And uh, Jennifer had left her here to pick up the pieces all alone. The morning after her drunken antics, after trying her best to party alone, uh, she wakes and encounters Jennifer in the kitchen. <laughs> and convinced that she's finally lost it and snapped at the loss of her lifelong best friend, she just like leaves. <laughs> she just walks away. Like, no, I'm not gonna um, do this. We're not gonna deal with this right now. And then so like when she's kind of going back and forth, like Kat and I were were talking about it too. It's just like I think I probably would be like, I have lost it. Yeah, I have, this is it. This is that was the final straw. Um, <laughs> Take me away from my sweet escape. Like it's time this to is go. It. I, you yeah. know, I gave it a good try, <laughs> and this is. I mean, if that if that's like my turn into like losing any stability mentally is mm -hmm. in envisioning someone I lost just being there. Leave me alone, okay? Put me away, yeah. and I'll just hang out with them. What is the problem? <laughs> Yeah, just let me let it be. It's fine. I'm fine. I'm fine. It's totally work. fine, game. <laughs> I'm totally fine. Yeah. <laughs> and so uh, she just leaves. Like she like walks out, and she's like, "Okay, that was crazy. I'm just like still drunk. What's going on? Yeah. Uh, grief is weird." And then you know, as like the moments go by, there's Jennifer again. <laughs> 
except this Jennifer is strange. Uh, her words are clipped and robotic and like confused. Um, and Vanessa learns that this is not Jennifer at all, but is instead an alien wearing her face. As they do, um, you know. And uh, this is where Natalie is so funny. She's just like, please do not leave again. <laughs> like her, like the, her, uh, speech is just very hilarious um, yeah the cadence and, yeah the cadence is great and it's just like the it's such like an alien thing to do and say <laughs> yeah i have made you a drink um and, yeah and, he just never really finds like the the cadence yeah like it's just like always just like slightly off where you're like you're not a person yeah <laughs> and that's fine but also like what is um I also enjoyed that both you and Isaiah said that I talk like that sometimes and I was like I enjoy that yes <laughs> that is fun <laughs> I words so well yeah so honestly if an alien was there wearing your face I would be like what are you talking about? They're normal. Yeah. <laughs> that I is don't Yeah, I don't know if this is any different. So <laughs> like, do you not realize? I do not realize. <laughs> yeah. It seems it seems pretty suspicious at that point. Um yeah. Practical so joke, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh apparently this Jennifer is an alien that has mm -hmm. been sent here to study Vanessa and her grief. And as a gift for participation, she gets to spend two days uh, with her dead best friend. Yeah. Um, which is nice. Turns out it's not actually two days, just spoilers, but uh, she gets a long time. And yeah. when you think about just that premise alone, like what if you could spend like a day with someone that you know is gone that you didn't get to say goodbye to or like yeah. resolve anything <laughs> like that's yeah. super heavy and just like a gift like on it like it seems silly because it's like here is orientation for humans um <laughs> this is like if you participate you get to hang out with me um and it's like cool yeah I'm crazy so whatever but then you're like wait yeah that would be that would be really something like it's super emotional um and what happens throughout is a funny mix of scenes where Vanessa works to reason the situation away while they do all these like uh tests of her humanness um they're so silly it's very goofy it really just feels like two friends running around the house doing weird stuff yeah. um and it's a limited cast so it's like super cool um but she like Vanessa works to create an explanation for every interaction right so in one scene the alien wants to know how well she can swim and hold her breath and Vanessa thinks oh yeah because you know me and Jennifer had been in swim, swim club so yeah. my brain is inventing the situation to cope with my grief yeah. <laughs> like she's really trying she's like I okay. we're making connections grief it's like that <laughs> yeah cutting myself some slack in like the cheapest way possible kind of thing yeah um but it's not until alien jennifer reveals information that vanessa was never supposed to know once the secret was confirmed one jennifer had sworn to take to the grave and technically did uh yeah. that vanessa realizes this may not be a hallucination after all because there's no way that yeah. she knew that right <laughs> she, yeah. um and so deciding to take advantage of the alien jennifer they share more secrets emotions and memories and alien jennifer is quick to confirm vanessa's memories letting her know that jennifer loved you a lot or jennifer lied to you to protect your feelings and it's this kind of confirmation and, and it's also something that you 
kind of do when you're exploring grief yourself, right? You're, you're reminding yourself of who that person was and what they meant to you and that, you know, you got to keep on living because that's what they would want you to do. You know, it's definitely the stages of grief because she definitely starts with like, you know, confusion and then like anger, um, you know, goes through all those, the steps. And, you know, we've talked about grief many times um, and it does look different for everyone. For this person, it looks like an alien. (laughs) So, um, yeah, it's, it's super, super fun and sad. Yeah. (laughs) very sad it's like it's hard because you're like <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> um so just yeah. be prepared for that but throughout this adventure Vanessa is forced to confront her loss but more importantly her reluctance to feel and explore her grief because the whole time she's been playing it cool I'm totally fine uh mm-hmm. so she is pushed forward working to convince her boyfriend and herself that she is okay that she is totally fine but alien Jennifer reveals the truth that she's far from okay and hasn't been for a long time even before Jennifer left there were some issues that she has to work through considering like anxiety and control issues um <laughs> learning to let go and just breathe um and chill <laughs> so um you know, Vanessa feels cheated, like her person was stolen unexpectedly and too soon. And a bizarrely kind but rude stranger later questions her about her business agreement, asking if they had had a mortality clause in their contract. And of course they didn't, because no one's expecting mortality to rear its ugly head in such a sudden and cruel way. Um, Like Jennifer is very young and it was uh, an ailment that, you know, they never would have caught. just yeah. given the way that life was and of course you're you think of all kinds of excuses or like what ifs what um, ifs like had I done this then she could have insurance and she would have went and it's like from what I know of Jennifer I don't think she was going to the doctor regardless yeah. of insurance um so you know um but it it it's like throughout her interaction with the alien Jennifer and then also with um the stranger she's like having to kind of confirm all those things that she's been hiding. Mm-hmm. Um, and as Vanessa forms a uh, connection with alien Jennifer, learning to not only accept the emotions she has as hu- a human, but to appreciate them, uh, learning that our emotions make us unique and powerful and truly human. And after losing Jennifer again, this time in the form of an alien v- visitor, Vanessa finally admits that she's not totally fine, but that's okay. Uh, yeah. which is very strong <laughs> like uh-huh. a very strong thing to to get to right um yeah and what I found like when we were watching it like Kat and I talked about this too is like there's a limited cast um Harvey Gideon is in there uh adorable as ever uh-huh. <laughs> is there DJ DJs for them like solo and it's so cute like they're just dancing together it's such a great scene and he's yeah, like and even just like some range from him too because it's like I never and ever would imagine him being a DJ and like having him play that role so well I was like wow he's just a really good actor <laughs> yeah he's like fun and cute and he's just like you know getting to it so I loved that I just love anything he's in um but it's also so just like we really it's all very heavily related to these actors and the small team making this happen um and what I found interesting was like the motivation for the film and some of the other parts so I wanted to talk about kind of the making of the film 
So I'm like outside of just the film situation things. And uh, in an interview that uh, Kat found, thank you, uh, with director Brandon Dermer on Odyssey, KRLD News Radio, titled I'm Totally Fine, puts a comedic spin on grief. Uh, The director explains his inspiration for the film, saying it was 2020. Like everyone, the rug was pulled out from under us. For me, my anxiety is such, and the pandemic obviously was like the uncertainty cranked up to 11. Like every day we were learning something new. It was really stressful. And I started to realize that the moment I stopped trying to control this thing that was out of my control, out of everyone's control, I could be a little bit more happy and present. I wanted to sort of synthesize that feeling into a story in a way that in an alien, something that is most foreign out of this world concept uh because that's what it felt like we were living through um mm-hmm. an out of world concept but as i said one of the the most interesting parts of the film was how stripped down it was um featuring minimal locations it's mostly just the house and the roads near the house mm-hmm. that's pretty much it uh there's a few characters one of which uh vanessa's boyfriend is only ever seen through a video call mm-hmm. like does it <laughs> there's like three four because harvey so like four people that we see mm-hmm. on screen um like in person and the film was shot in just 10 days which is really cool <laughs> and i think yeah. we learn like to value these limited productions especially during covid times um because it's like oh we can do this like we can rely more on like person stories than just like cool effects and location situations yeah um and really, originally, uh, just fun fact, Dermer intended for actor Jillian Bell to play Jennifer, the alien, uh, but when she read the script, she felt much more attached to Vanessa because, uh, as Dermer explains, uh, the actress Bell had lost her father 10 years ago, and she knew exactly, beat by beat, what we were viewing following the stages of grief. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that influenced the way that she, you know, was acting and like changing up the script um mm-hmm. for Morales they um would adjust it to kind of fit her cadence and the way that she talked and what she thought would be appropriate for this alien so that's kind of mm-hmm. fun um I love a collaborative environment <laughs> <laughs> and um I just found that like you know losing someone is such a specific and traumatic event that sticks with you and so Vanessa's grief felt personal and relatable uh and something that i really appreciated like it Mm -hmm. wasn't over the top dramatic it wasn't shouting at us about our pain but instead was that reserved grief that we face alone in the dark of night when everyone else has gone to sleep and left us with our thoughts worries and regrets Mm -hmm. and you're just like staring at a wall (laughs) and you're just like "Uh uh-oh I was quiet for too long and now here they come the thoughts are here yeah you can't escape it when you're by yourself uh that's like one of the biggest things that honestly like I know in my experience but I've also heard like other people talk about is that like when you finally stop moving and you have no one to distract you it all kind of sneaks up in a very real way and you Mm -hmm. just have to deal with it yeah and then you're like stuck like oh I wasn't ready to do that and it's like you were never going to be ready to do that yeah (laughs) so (laughs) it's like it's going to happen now or it's going to happen at some point you don't have to deal with it and I think like that's why I just really like she spends so much of this time in the film and it's just her in this house and Mm -hmm. like you could see she's like distracting herself you can see parts of where her anxiety comes through that I also very much like related to just in regular life like Mm -hmm. her having to like losing Jennifer and losing the time that she was she felt was guaranteed with this friend Mm -hmm. had her realizing like how much of her life she is losing 
because she's so caught up in her anxiety and worries and concerns and need for control. Like mm-hmm. she just keep like she was like, oh, we could have secured this deal a long time ago, but I held this back because I wanted to make sure of things. It's like, oh, they could have been celebrating this a long time ago. Oh, they could have already had like health insurance. Like there's all these things that like she was holding herself back from because we have this perceived idea that like we have infinite time and we don't. And mm-hmm. so that just felt very real to me. And just like the way that she was like compartmentalizing <laughs> like her grief until it mm-hmm. was like hi, I am your grief here to, <laughs> to yeah. talk to you in the fi- in the flesh. And she's like, oh God. Yeah, I'm not ready. Please stop. <laughs> this is what happens when you don't talk about your feelings. You make them up, but now there's an alien in my house, you know? Yeah. Um, <laughs> but Vanessa's desperation to hold on to alien Jennifer felt really raw and real. Um, I was like, oh, I get it. Yeah, oh, that hurt really bad because it was like seeing her if she had had the opportunity to mm-hmm. predict what was going to happen to Jennifer and so with her attempts to keep the alien friend even this pale imitation of her longest and best of friends here with her was a feeling that I could sit with and I could relate to and for director Derner he has hopes for the impact of this film hoping that it inspires us to value the time that we do have especially during these uncertain times as we've been told to refer to them. And he said, we really hope that this movie inspires people to like reach out to someone. Maybe you haven't because life is short and precious. And like every morning, it's really hard to remember that in the midst of this crazy world we live in. Mm-hmm. Um, and I relate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah. And the pandemic did that a lot too, though. We're like forced to slow down in a way that we hadn't previously and be like, oh, wow, I have a family. You're so right. I should have talked to them, but capitalism yeah. has you going to work every day. And that's like the most important things you need money to survive. Uh, so you like end up, unfortunately, neglecting relationships that you mm-hmm. otherwise like kind of wanted to, cause you like think like, well, it's fine next month. I'll really talk to people, you know, next month I'll have the energy to be there for the people I care about. And it's like, that's not how stuff works. Mm-hmm. Sadly. Yeah. So. It's also like, you know, the pandemic really forced people to slow down. Like, mm-hmm. I personally know that. Like, I mean, I still do a bunch of things, but it took me a while before I could build up even to where I am now. I was always constantly moving, moving, moving. Mm-hmm. And it took like that forcing me to stop to be like, wait a second. <laughs> I should have been doing this a long time ago. And you learn to like reevaluate things that matter. Um, You find like joy in in, like other parts of life because you're not just like, let me just go, 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 (laughs) you know, do, 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 do with my stuff. And you can now like have these intimate relationships. Yeah. And that's also like, you know, everyone's like, we need to get back to normal. And it's like, normal wasn't work. Normal was bad. Normal sucked. Normal didn't do it. Yeah. Normal uh, was just like survival mode. And that's not how we should be in all the time. Uh, but yeah, I really appreciated this film and like the way that it showcased grief in a, I don't know, in a way that you can't escape from it. And that's like really real. And then mm-hmm. they had to go through this party. So it was like very much like you have to keep going in life. And like when you're dealing with grief, like very recently, like you don't get to just like sit there and grieve. You have to build, if you just are like inheriting stuff, you have to do the estate, you have to plan a funeral. There's, mm-hmm. you have to throw the party. The party is the funeral also. Mm-hmm. Like, you know, mm-hmm. you have to do all those things. Gotta you do the paperwork. Yeah. <laughs> 
you have to call the lawyers. You got to do all these like steps that no one teaches you how to do. And then like that whole like agreement in there too is like everyone should make a will. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Everyone, uh, as someone who's recently gone through, make a will. You need to. It's just like, and that's like how they didn't have the clause because she was young. Mm-hmm. It's like at the end of the day, you need to set yourself up so that people who are mourning you have ability to do that. When you build up these like securities, you give them more time to just like kind of sit and stare at it and be like, "Dang, this is hard." Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, well, I think like you know another thing of the pandemic is that it. it forced us to see our morale our mortality right like it mm-hmm. had like all of a sudden people had to get really real about the potential <laughs> to lose people that we loved and and there's yeah. two going on three years in which people were you know losing people and it, it was mm-hmm. all unexpected and so we had to do that and i think and we've talked about this too this kind of like how we don't really as a American culture don't have a good relationship with death and yeah. with losing people and like understanding what, like, cause it very much is like, okay, we pick up and we have to put it behind you now. Uh, you just have to keep on. going. You gotta go, go, go. You can't stop. You can't look at it. You gotta, yeah. You never are able to stop. That's like the entire thing. Yeah. And you can't um, think about it either. Like we can't, because it's such a negative thing, like you don't want to be forgotten. You don't want to, so you don't want to think about the potential that that could happen to you or to someone you love. So then we don't take those precautions instead of like other countries where, you know, they have entire festivals or celebrations or anniversaries or just traditions where you are inviting these people mm-hmm. that you've lost back into your life and like celebrating their life even after death. And like having that in there allows you to have like, a better understanding of or appreciation for like what your life is now and also prepare for what is going to happen to all of us. Yeah. <laughs> one of us. Not looking at the death is also like, it's like really hard. Cause it's like, you know, there are other cultures that have different death practices that are very like closure mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and that we don't really have that here. And I still like viscerally remember like when my grandpa had passed, like someone just being like, you got to, I understand what you're going through or whatever, but like you have to get it together. Cause like yeah. you have to work. And I was like, I remember being like so shook by that. Cause I was like yeah. 20, I don't know. And I was just like, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> absolutely not. And I was like, well, you're right. Damn, I do gotta do this. And it's like, you really just never get to like heal from it. It elongates the grieving process because you never really get to stop and look at it and be like, Oh, Mm-hmm. you're forced to keep going in a way that like is not present in some other cultures you know and it's like kind yeah. of cruel the way america it does grieving practices and death yeah and it's like it's because yeah. also it's like even with family right like if it's not a direct family person like then you get zero sympathy and it's like okay mm-hmm. that person was like family because family's not the only thing that matters okay <laughs> like sometimes we have people in our lives who matter more or equal to what our family would mean and if they're gone we have the same amount of grief we have the same amount of mourning that we have to do and you're like oh that was a friend of the family they don't count you can't take off work yeah it's like are you get what (laughs) like this person was here and is not here anymore that's a lot of stuff you gotta go through you just want me to come in yeah and I mean people don't want it for even if it is like your dad or your your, like your direct person you know like whoever it is they don't care anyway like a lot Mm -hmm. of times there are jobs that like are nice and do care but Mm -hmm. it's rare 
Um, like it could be like your literal best friend in the entire world. They're like, well, okay. (laughs) Do we have to give you these bereavement days? And it's like legally, yes, but not everyone knows, you know, like what kind of protections you do have, even if it is like a close family member, Mm -hmm. um, the company, it's like insurance companies. They like, don't want to give it to you. Mm-hmm. So you like really got to advocate for yourself and like that's cruel in of itself because when you're grieving you don't really have the mental capacity to do that because mm-hmm. you're just like I just want to stop I don't want to do yeah. any of this why are you making me have to think that's even worse like yeah yeah America's that's why it's like the end of the day. our PSA uh for this episode <laughs> for our show today is uh to get life insurance to make a will regardless of your age and how infinite you think you're going to live um have those preparations be quick to update them as your life changes and grows um and also you know appreciate the people that are here while they're here (laughs) this is Mm -hmm. a big motivational point as well um in valuing like our emotions on on that scale but also like when people are gone i say like you know try to find some of your own traditions or your own practices that you can have to continue to have them in your life. And in some way, if that like is something that would bring you joy. Yeah. I know at the end of the day, people just need to have more empathy. So like, I I do think the pandemic and COVID also like brought loss to people in a way that they had not experienced before. Where like a lot of people experienced, it. it was like a mass loss event. So like, more people were forced into having to understand what loss was and like mm-hmm. build that kind of empathy. And hopefully that ends up doing positive things. And that like, people are like, Oh, I also have lost someone. So now I feel more empathy for this person who is in front of me dealing with that. Uh, I like no to fun. think so, but there's so many people who are like, uh, no, I have <laughs> taking care of each other, yeah. you know, like not wearing yeah. a mask. You know, like how yeah. are people like I don't care. You don't feel safe. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I wish, but I wish too. It's, yeah, people you're sort of people be people, and and it's like okay, I'm gonna get into that because in my section, I'm talking about uh, animals and how they experience grief, and that we're not that unique. Everyone just needs to like. <laughs> Uh, we're not that special and unique as humans. Uh, animals also have the capacity to show grief, so we're not that separate. And I think the fact that we try to like superiorize ourselves and like separate mm-hmm. ourselves to the extent that we do is like why we have such a hard time feeling empathy <laughs> for each other. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's like we're not that different from every other animal that exists. So, <laughs> wow. Uh, yeah, crazy. Um, and yeah, so as you're saying, dealing with loss and sudden loss especially can be extremely hard to process. We've talked about this in previous episodes and explored how grief is not linear as an experience, nor does it always follow the stages of grief as if you Google grief, they're like, here are the, the yeah. stages of grief. And you're like, okay, but like, what if I experience it differently? And it's like, that's totally fine. No one, it's not linear. You can be fine for 10 years. And then you see someone that kind of looks like that person and you're crying in a Starbucks. So yeah. it really, you don't know, you just kind of go, you go about life and this is what it is. Um, so in totally fine, we're given like a window into this experience as Vanessa's dealing with this and like quirky aliens wearing your friend's skin time. Um, and, is fairly emotional and funny but as I kind of said I've been dealing with this very recently so I'm not gonna get big sad today we're gonna talk about something fun Mm, Um, yeah so since we've talked about grief previously I you know I wasn't exactly sure what I was gonna end up talking about but then gave out the great idea what if we talked about animals that are experiencing grief (laughs) 
Yeah. So that's all I to do. Uh, and I was like really surprised by the information that I was able to get. I was like, oh, that's actually super interesting. Um, so yeah, instead of getting big sad here, we're going to talk about uh, why aliens would want to investigate humans or why we think that, like why we think we're so cool and how animals experience grief. <laughs> um, because I don't know, I feel like maybe aliens would come here and then they'd probably like talk to people other than just people, you know? Mm-hmm. they would talk to all the species that live on our planet because we're not that special yeah if um, they could talk to us they would be figure out a way to talk to dolphins and they'd be yeah, like what the heck? 100%, that's what mermaids are those are the underwater humans they're just as gross as we are and they're all yeah, scary complex, <laughs> sad whatever like every creature on this planet has the capacity for emotions even trees like when yeah, trees are dying yes. they give all their nutrients to the surrounding trees as a send-off and then all the other trees are like oh my god now we have more nutrients because that tree sacrificed itself yeah. that if that is an emotional something i don't know they let uh, out like plants let out like vibrations if they feel threatened like that's yeah. so real the happening <laughs> might happen one day and it's i it's happening it could happening <laughs> uh, even if it's a very ridiculous movie that is yeah. like famously not so liked uh i love that film because <laughs> i see nature as alive so mm-hmm. here we are uh, as you can see as we're going into this i already have a preconceived bias so take that as you will um so i read an article called do animals experience grief Uh, a growing body of evidence points to how animals are aware of death and will sometimes mourn or ritualize their dead by jessica pierce uh they kind of go into this really interesting analysis of humanity and how there's a reason why we don't study the way animals mourn very much and it's because we think we're hot stuff and are better than everything <laughs> because that's like our only way of rationalizing our existence and that's fine you know whatever people got to do to experience life what is interesting to me about this article is the attention drawn to the skepticism of human scientists at the possibility that animals experience grief um, and it seems that many feel that to admit animals experience grief would lower the status of humans and eliminate the one thing that makes us truly unique and like to that i say like we make robots and science stuff like that makes us unique too i don't see squirrels doing that so like why does it have to be emotional empathy that makes us the most unique thing it's like it could be that we like built stuff and that's cool too yeah Uh, but you know we don't have to have the superiority complex game where we're like we're not even going to look at it because if we realize that animals have the capacity to feel that like we're going to have to feel bad for all the animals we murdered (laughs) Yeah, uh, but here we are. Uh, it's stated in the article that the reason there is so little research about animal grief is because humans are not yet ready to look at the possibility that we're not so different. Um, scientists haven't yet turned serious attention to the study of what might be called comparative thin- thanatology, which is uh, the study of death practices and those things associated with it. Um, and this is perhaps because most humans failed to even entertain the possibility that animals might care about the death of those they love. Awareness of mortality has remained for many scientists and philosophers alike, a bastion of human perceived uniqueness. Mm-hmm. Um, to, so to accept that animals have the capacity to grieve and mourn in a way that is as complex as humans would have many implications and would impact humanity's overall feeling of superiority um it is also one of the main things that is embedded into the definition of what it means to be human humanity or personhood the capacity to feel complex emotions and grief is what people claim as their humanity 
that puts them above animals. Uh, and it would make sense then that scientists would be hesitant to even explore the possibility of such emotions existing in animals. Uh, and, but some have. So that's what I'm going to get into. There are scientists that have explored this. And the ones that are skeptical about the capacity of animal emotion are basically like, we can't admit that this is real. And also it's like, <laughs> it's all based on human interpretation and that is valid. Uh, we're applying our own understandings, biases and emotional feelings onto these animals. We can't read their minds. We don't have the ability to communicate the way with them in the ways that would give us these answers. So it is like interpretation, but that is kind of what science is. Yeah. You're looking at something, you're making a hypothesis and you're trying to prove it. Yep. So here we are. Here. Um, <laughs> the article continues to outline a few animal species that have or seem to have rituals or emotional and physical responses to loss. Uh, this includes elephants, chimpanzees, magpies, peccaries, which is a type of wild pig, and crows, as well as other animals uh, that uh, I found in other articles. So other animals that have been shown evidence of grief that aren't highlighted in that specific article are also dogs, cats, dolphins, giraffes, possibly turtles, bison, and various bird species, specifically hmm. ducks. Um, hmm. I love ducks. So that is <laughs> lovely for me. Um, it seems many animals have the capacity to react to death in ways that are not fully understood by humans and that they hold some form of funeral or mourning in response. Uh, they've also studied the brains uh, and like neural responses mm -hmm. of, uh, I believe, chimps and other animals, uh, specifically to see if cortisol and stress hormones are released during the experience of grief and like how that impacts their physiology you know like how mm -hmm. their bodies respond because that's like what it means to grieve is that you're having an internal response and then mourning is your like external acting of that mm -hmm. response uh so they do have indications that would suggest that animals do have the capacity to react to death in ways that are physical and emotional and also outward in that they hold rituals that suggest like funerals and stuff like that. We don't know if that's exactly what they're doing, but it looks like it. So, you know, we're <laughs> interpreting how we see. Um, and it seems that animals experience with inward grief and outward mourning. The article outlines instances of this specifically with elephants and their response to loss. Uh, they say that elephants, for example, are known to take great interest in the bones of their deceased and to mourn dead relatives. One of these vivid ritual explorations of bones was caught on video in 2016 by a doctoral student studying elephants in Africa that members of three different elephant families came to visit the body of a deceased matriarch, smelling and touching and repeatedly passing by the corpse. Uh, oh, there's oh. also instances of them mourning like the loss of a baby elephant mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and having similar like care for the body and like trying to rationalize what has taken place and that there's like evidence that they've had rituals of like mourning surrounding that um and it's also like the care that's given to the body specifically by like mother elephants like yeah. mourning the loss of their babies uh that they like stay with the body and take care of it even after the loss uh, of life mm -hmm. uh chimpanzees are also said to have a response to grief and mourning they can this can be seen by like the presumed care that the chimps will like exhibit towards the corpse as well as like through anger. So it really depends on like what the relationship was or the like cause of death. Uh, 
that impacts how they deal with their grief or loss. Uh, and their healing from the loss stems from their social relationships with other chimpanzees, specifically like through time and interacting with other chimps. They actually did like a testing of their cortisol release uh, and that it goes down over time. And the more they interact with other chimps to like as distractions and like community care kind of thing. Mm -hmm. um, so chimpanzees have also been repeatedly observed in engaging in death related behaviors. In one case, a small group of captive chimpanzees was carefully observed after one of their members, an elderly female named Pansy died. The chimpanzees checked the, for Pansy's body for signs of life and cleared bits of straw from her fur. They refused to go to the place where Pansy had died for several days afterward. Um, and in a different article titled The Truth About Animal Grief, they speak about Jane Goodall's witnessing of the young chimps presumably dying of a broken heart after the passing Aww. of their mother. Um, and they say that a most dramatic case in 1972, Jane Goodall witnessed a young male chimp named Flint die just a month after the death of its mother, Flo. The male was so despondent following her death that he stopped eating or socializing to the point that he just simply did not survive. Um, in another instance, scientists documented a chimpanzee using a tool to clean a corpse in 2017. Uh, specifically, a team of primate researchers in Zambia filmed a mother using a piece of dried grass to clean debris from the teeth of her deceased son. The implication being that according to scientists, uh, that chimpanzees continue to feel social bonds even after death and feel some sensitivity towards dead, dead bodies of loved chimps lost um there's lots of indication that mammals specifically experience this uh the most uh and there are countless other examples of animals exhibiting mourning rituals that suggest that humans are not the only species to be able to experience grief or complex emotions uh and the question that follows is if animals have the capacity for complex emotions would be we'd be the first choice of aliens to study when visiting our planet and i say no <laughs> Um, they, I also found like other instances where they discuss like crows, like literally having funerals, uh, mm -hmm, or mm -hmm. having like, uh, it could be interpreted as a funeral in that they like surround the body and like call around it. Mm -hmm. Um, but they've also said that it could be that they're investigating the murder because they're like, <laughs> oh, there's so much happening. We got to make sure that everyone else is still safe. So maybe it's not mourning as like a funeral, uh, but it could be that they're like investigating what happened to figure out if the area that they're in is still safe, which both are like pretty complex. As yeah. Reaction. Investigating um, the murder of a member of their murder. Mm -hmm, exactly. <laughs> um, and yeah, so there's uh, examples of magpies burying their dead under twigs and grass, um, which they've described as a funeral. Uh, there's also where an eight-year-old boy caught footage of a peccaries, which is the wild pig uh, that responded uh, to their dead herd mate and like basically visited the body repeatedly, nuzzling it, biting it, as well as sleeping next to it to figure out what was going on. Uh, there's evidence that ducks have the capacity to mourn their losses. Uh, there was like an incident, or not incident, an instance of a duck laying on the body of uh a, one of its lost loved ones uh for two days just like laying mm -hmm. on it just like not understanding that it was gone um so it's and then like there's like countless stories of dogs and cats doing this like not being able to be removed from like the bodies of owners mm -hmm. and being like really sad or depressed or even like cats cuddling with the toys or favorite sleeping spot of a other cat that had mm -hmm. passed and like expressing grief symptoms uh 
and mourning outwardly. So yeah, I don't know. I just thought that was really interesting to see that there are many animals that have the capacity to like mourn people. Mm-hmm. And that, you know, if that's like our claim to fame, maybe that shouldn't be. Because <laughs> it seems like we're not the only animal with the capacity to feel grief and sadness. Mm-hmm. Um, and this also whales, I think, also had an instance of that where they like carried the dead calf for like weeks. Just like with mm-hmm. them. Um, yeah. Well, I mean, from the documentary Blackfish, mm-hmm. there's like a whole exploration of that. Like whales feel more emotions than humans like it's they have like specific emotions that we just don't have words for or understanding of and it's very complex and it was just like this really heartbreaking thing for them to be so emotionally evolved and be in captivity and like feel loss and like it was specifically talking about like when um they would take the babies to put them into sea world and the moms would like like even when they were taken from in during captivity if a mom had a baby and they took the baby the mom would just like stop like stop eating and just like cry like just wail the whale would wail um Mm -hmm. and like you know injure itself because it was just so distraught and it's like yeah (laughs) they definitely do they have the capacity for emotions and loss and grieving and that that's not our only we're not that cool that's all that's all i feel yeah um and that like to not look at it is very convenient and that's why people don't they're like oh it'd be really inconvenient to have to take accountability for all that murder Mm -hmm. i don't think we're gonna do that i really like chicken nuggets so (laughs) well that's why like um you know the the book tender is the flesh i told you about cat that was like a really big popular thing because people were like oh it's just so horrific and absolutely it is like i'm not (laughs) saying it's not it is very horrific but there was so much of it that i was like it's not like i'm already horrified about these things happening to animals that when you're you like the twist is like we now are doing this to humans and now people care right? well, the now entire thing like, of promise neverland too where it's like yeah. oh now humans are the cattle oh yeah. now we have to care or like yeah. uh the that clone film oh uh, the island the island yes, yeah. i love that movie growing yeah. up yeah that was like our first or second video episode was about the island yeah um and talk about clones but yeah it's it's literally like you you switch out these practices that we have with animals like slaughterhouses or just like complete disrespect and abuse of animals and you just swap it out with a person now all of a sudden people oh suddenly we care yeah and then it's also like we also treat people pretty badly too and then you're like okay swap it out with someone you care about and now you like any zombie scenario is like oh yeah remember how awful humans are yeah you don't even need zombies for treatments to be awful war mm. genocide and yeah. there's a long list just, just existing yeah, <laughs> yeah. patriarchy yeah all um, of it, all of it. <laughs> yeah there's just so much humans being trash and it's just like yeah they have to act like we're better mm-hmm. in order to rationalize like what the world is and yeah. it's like no maybe it's just like we aren't that great and that's yeah. okay but even in like even it's your responsibility in, to be good you have to yeah. make good choices uh it's a choice it's an active yeah. effort yeah. it's not inherent and yeah it, like kind of going off of like this idea of like we're not special animals do it too is like even in our cruelty like the things that we do that are really evil animals also do evil things oh like, dolphins are yeah. like super evil dolphins? otters super evil like otters mm-hmm. are like the most evil <laughs> they're so cute absolutely cute 
very evil Uh, so you like see these things and it's like we're not even that's not even unique to us like we're not even cool for that but the whole like we can make things like we can build but it's like beavers build really cool stuff all the time we're not that cool man like yeah we're just another (laughs) animal on this planet yeah and does that suck that hard i don't think it does i think it just means like cool be good to the planet yeah be good to the people around you be good to the animals just yeah. don't be made of garbage. So wild <laughs> Yeah. And it's yeah, it's just like you have to actively make good choices to be a good person, and that's fine. Yeah. That's if anything, that makes the most sense. <laughs> <laughs> like that's literally all you can control. Let's say yeah. okay, this nurture versus nature situation. It's like <laughs> Yeah, and if you were awful be yesterday, be good tomorrow. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, yes, yeah. Yeah, oh, you can do. like black and white about that, you know. Yeah. Um, Existence yes. is hard. <laughs> um, it's very. I I'm really glad that you went into animals and their grief because I think it's a, it's an interesting topic, and I I like this idea that like if aliens came, they probably like like Vanessa was probably one of many creatures that mm-hmm. these alien species that we don't know the name of, we don't even know what Jennifer's real name is, like the alien her, um, mm-hmm. is just to like whoa (laughs) we don't have emotions but have you seen these chickens like they have a whole thing you know like um and I think that's like pretty rad and an interesting kind of step into grief and what like the pedestal that we can put it on to um it's it's not that unique losing someone is sad no matter who and what you are yeah yeah (laughs) it'd be hard you know Mm -hmm. it's totally fine to not be totally fine yeah i mean yeah that's the thesis of the movie yeah it's like yeah you're not fine and you gotta be not fine sometimes and that's how you get better is Mm -hmm. dealing with the fact that you're not fine you gotta look at it otherwise you're just going and going and going and eventually you have all this unresolved stuff and you hurt people by accident Mm -hmm. so yeah and yeah and and it like you said it looks different for everyone too I remember when I lost my grandfather like it didn't really hit me until I was like weeks later and I was at school and mm. I heard a laugh that kind of sounded like his laugh and I lost it and I was like whoa yeah. <laughs> wait I was not fine. through this <laughs> yeah we were good what do you mean <laughs> I was like oh okay oh uh, yeah <laughs> ouch <laughs> yeah no it's like so complex and there's just so many different ways like there's no universal way to go through it so you just got it go through it however you go through it and you're a cry lot probably either now or in 20 years i don't know mm-hmm. <laughs> you're gonna experience it though mm-hmm. yeah you're gonna punch some stuff that's fine as long as it's not a human i guess <laughs> or an animal mm-hmm. don't do that walls punch are cool wall. yeah punch punch walls. Wall, whatever destroy property that doesn't matter yeah. um yeah <laughs> it'd be like what isn't that what happened with where the red fern grows didn't like one dog go and lay or just went away to die or something because another dog died it's been a long time it was middle school I read that but I feel like that's what happened yeah you know like that is like a thing yeah lots isolating is a common thing too and that's like something that inhibits your healing as well mm-hmm. and that's what oh. she did she was like yeah I'll go to this house I'm totally fine no one talks about it I'm just gonna go over here far away yeah and when like the sister like when she called uh, Jennifer's sister and Jennifer was like how are you doing like trying to like talk to her she yeah. immediately shut it off like I do not want to do that and then like you know <laughs> like we're not 
and it's like no 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 hun yeah <laughs> like her sister probably needs you too because like no one's gonna feel the same things or at least yeah. close enough than her sister because you were like her sister so yeah <laughs> it was a really real movie you watch it you'll probably feel a lot of things and if you feel ready for that do it yeah because i would recommend it it was a good movie uh mm-hmm. even if i was like oh i feel uncomfortable today i feel sadness yeah <laughs> i don't want to feel this way right now i was having a good saturday or whatever day it was when we watched it but it's okay you just gotta feel it sometimes gotta let it mm, sorry come in go out you felt it too it's fine you did <laughs> it, was <laughs> fair enough. it was the whole time yeah. uh yeah so do it highly recommend the film um and let us know what you think Give us, you know, rate and review as you do. Let us know in the comments how you feel about the film. If you've seen a film that's similar to this, if you have some facts about animals and grief, we'd love to hear about those. Yeah. Um, <laughs> anything like that. And stay tuned. We have uh, one more episode in our Tainted Love series. And then we're on to the next thing. Because they start do. coming and they don't stop coming. They don't, they stop, don't coming. stop coming. They don't, don't they stop just, coming. They just keep going. Because what is... Yeah, until you, they do and then you're like wake oh, up and you're it. just like wow okay we gotta go and then just stops eventually as you said Kate. yes yeah <laughs> one day one day you're just not no more and yeah. you're just like oh yeah yeah where you go after i don't know we'll figure it out that's for yeah, later right. me to deal with <laughs> <laughs> all i know is what i'm doing right now so yeah it's <laughs> all i can guarantee so prepare now for the future because we're all gonna do it okay yeah. well sorry all right yeah and i mean it's a kindness for the people you got otherwise to prepare for it mm-hmm. yeah. and if you don't like those people fine don't do it i don't care no, it's not funny, <laughs> but like if, if you want it to be a better time the yeah. government is coming for your resources otherwise to make it really hard so highly recommend making a will yes the cool thing <laughs> all right well don't get married like your kids yeah okay Thanks. yeah i don't know <laughs> that's it I don't want to talk about it. Yeah.